It's a trade target Tuesday in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Cam Reddish of the Atlanta Hawks. Does he make sense for New Orleans? I'll look at why and why not. And then in the third segment of today's show, we're going to talk about another way COVID is probably going to impact the NBA. Let's break it down in the Tuesday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, so don't forget, make Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So subscribe, tell a friend about the show, and leave a five-star review with a comment. In today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. So it's a Tuesday. It is a game day for the New Orleans Pelicans. We've got updates on some of the injuries. I'll briefly mention those in the third segment of today's show. Basically the big one. Actually, let's get another way right now. Brandon Ingram, doubtful. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Probable. We don't have an update really more than that on Brandon Ingram. The Pelicans were off yesterday. They go back at it with a tough game at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers, closing out 2021 before the really tough stretch these four next four games over to start 2022. So they probably need some help, especially if Brandon Ingram is going to miss a bunch of games. And if he's being listed as doubtful, that's not a great sign. So they probably need some reinforcement. So I want to look at a trade target that I think I'm on the fence about, and so this is kind of the the question of today, right? Let me know on YouTube in the comments there. Would you trade for Cam Reddish or or not trade for Cam Reddish? And if you want, give your reason why in there as well. So Cam Reddish of the Atlanta Hawks, wing player drafted in 2019, um, sorry, 2018. And he's been up and down, I think. Sorry, 2019 draft, 10th overall pick to the Atlanta Hawks. It's been a bit up and down. This is his third year in the NBA. It's the same draft class as Zion and all of those other guys. You know, he's been injured. He started. He's not started. But he's starting to have, I think, a little bit of a breakout right now. And the reason we're bringing him up, one, is that breakout. And he's a wing player. And there's a lot of attractive qualities for him. But also because does, does he really fit with the Atlanta Hawks? It's come almost a little bit like luxury, right? This is a guy that they probably aren't going to want to pay given all of those other young guys that they're paying right now. That team's going to get expensive really, really quickly. How much do they believe in last season? Was it a little bit of a fluke? And yeah, it was a little bit of a fluke. You know, but do they feel that this is a title contending team that they have? If they do, then they'll probably keep him. But if they don't, and look, it probably isn't, to be honest, when you look at the East, do they look to move him just to kind of avoid trying to pay paying him and, you know, maybe just letting him walk in free agency for nothing because they don't want to match some sort of deal? A la Pelicans and Lonzo Ball to a certain degree, right? So if you're trying to avoid a situation like that, then, yeah, it looks to make sense to trade him. So let's just kind of accept that they're willing to trade him. And there's been a lot of trade talks, trade rumors about him for a little while now, for the past couple of years, I think. So I think they're open to moving him. I think the price would be 
a, a good lottery pick, like a top 15 pick in the upcoming NBA draft. And so the question I put on Twitter was, you know, and this is to you all as well here. Would you trade for him? Yes or no? Would you? What would you give up? What's like the most you'd give up for Cam Reddish? Would you give up, say, the eighth or the tenth pick in the upcoming draft? And we'll get into some of the issues with that coming up here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. So why Cam Reddish? There, there's a number of things, right? Really good size, six eight with a seven one wingspan. He is a very good defender, I think. He really gives you a lot on the defensive side of the ball. He's able to guard multiple positions. He has a, a really good nose for the ball to go out and cause some steals, cause disruption in the passing lanes using that length, which leads to easy offensive fast break opportunities, something New Orleans desperately needs to do. And look, they're not good defensively this year at all. Still 25th in the league, and you're not getting much from your guard rotation when it comes to defense, even in the slightest. That is a big, big problem. So when you look at a guy like that, you bring him in. Brandon Ingram's trying on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe you move B.I. to the two. You start a guy like, uh, I don't know, someone, Devontae Graham there, and then you have Cam Reddish at the three. Immediately, you're better defensively than you were before. And I think that can kind of hide some of that. So what he gives you on the defensive side of the ball, he's blocking a couple of shots too um, this season. You're seeing it a little bit more from him. He's really good. He's one of the better defenders on the Atlanta Hawks, which isn't saying a ton, but he's very good on that side of the ball and I think he's someone that still has upside there and is only going to improve something that the Pelicans really really need you pair him with Herb Jones and improving Brandon Ingram you have the makings of a pretty decent defense I think offensively you know he's a guy that shoots the three ball well 37% this season. He has not done it really before in the NBA. 37% this season, but 26% last year, 33% the year before. So if you believe in his three-point shooting this season, it's a player you would really, really like. If you don't, and I think it's up for debate if I even buy into that, it makes me a little bit nervous. But he's attacking the rim a whole lot more, and he's very strong at finishing through contact. He's going to the line more than he ever has before. And when you look at the way he's playing right now, it's been really good because you've seen him add some muscle. You're seeing a lot of aggressiveness from him. And then trying to you know play make a little bit out of that, but just someone's going to be open when he drives. The other thing is, he's not a guy that relies on someone else to set him up. That's kind of one of the biggest things, I think, with him and why I'm kind of intrigued with him as a player. You know, only 50% of his twos this year are assisted. So he's a guy that has a pull-up jumper, a way to score at the rim and kind of create for himself. We've seen the Pelicans fall apart at times, particularly late in fourth quarters, right, around something like that, where just, there's no one who can get their own shot. Cam Reddish is absolutely a guy that can go and get his own shot. Pelicans don't really have anyone else that, you know, kind of scores at some of that the, that percentage when you really look at it. You know, 50% say is uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, 44% of his takes are assisted. Nikhil is 43%. Devontae Graham's a little bit different because he's a pull-up shooter and he's willing to do that. His shots, they're basically just the threes are assisted and that's it. So when you look at his shots here, he can go out and get a bucket if you need him to. Maybe that's better with the second unit leading that to try and anchor that. Because when you look at his per 36-minute numbers, they're better than a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He shoots the three ball better. He shoots the two and just scores better overall when it comes to his field goal percentage. And then he's a better defender, right? He gets to the line more. Most my phone's making noise here. You look at all that and he scores more points per game than Nikhil does in, in per 36 minutes. 
it's intriguing, right? It's an intriguing guy to potentially go out and get who could be available. But there are some downsides to it. And let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, so Truebill is going to make it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And you have a Truebill concierge there to help you when you need them to cancel it so that you don't even have to deal with it. You never want to be scammed out of money. You never want to have money get taken out of your account. It actually happened to me the other day, so I need to put that one into Truebill. Save some money, put your subscriptions in there, cancel them whenever you want, and they're going to make it so easy for you that you won't just like give up and deal with whatever it is. And Truebill has over 2 million users, and they've helped save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Again, free and available five days a week for you all. No paywall, anything like that. There's people even coming to you once a week. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NBA game that we have from our local experts. You've seen me do it on Twitter, right? You get like a minute recap from me after every Pelicans game. It's out there immediately. All of those get combined into one show. So if you want to know what happened and get more context than what the box score is providing, because if you look at that, you're going to miss a lot there. Our local experts have it for you. The show is quick. It's just going to give you everything you need to know about what happened last night. So make sure you subscribe and listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right. So we're talking about Cam Reddish, why maybe he makes some sense for New Orleans. Again, the type of player he is would work. I think he would fit into this team. He kind of fits into any team. Good defender, an improving score. If you look at his last two games, he's exploded. Just put up 33, 34 against the Bulls yesterday. He had like a 28-point game the, the game before that. He's really stepping up. The three-point shot looks much improved this year. He's added muscle. He's scoring. He's being more aggressive. Something the Pelicans need. They just need a dude who can go out and score, right? at times while also having a three-point shot because that's incredibly important. He does that, but there's some downsides to looking and trying to bring him in. One of them is he's going to be a restricted free agent after this year. After everything that just went through with Lonzo Ball, like you don't want to deal with something like that again, do you? I, I probably don't. You're looking at needing to pay him $20 million. You know, that's a lot. It kills probably any flexibility the Pelicans would have going forward. You could argue that they don't need that flexibility. They tried that flexibility this past year, and how, how'd that work out, right? It might have been better to pay that money to Alonzo Ball, I think. I think you could easily, easily argue that, and I kind of feel that way. So, do you need cap space? Do you need that flexibility when you have a talented young player who's just 22 and improving, has great just everything you want? Maybe go out and get that guy, right, and pay him and just say, screw it. This is the team. This is what we're going to do. We're going to try and stick with it for a little bit. We believe in the talent. We believe in the coach. We're going to make it work. But you're paying him $20 million then. You don't have a point guard that you really need to try and run this offense more efficiently. But maybe you believe in Brandon Ingram. Maybe you believe in Point Zion. You have a guy like Cam Reddish who doesn't truly need that as much. Maybe that's a you know a, a reason not to go about that. Maybe there's just other positions of need that you really would rather upgrade than taking on some more 
uh, wing depth, let's say. Now, that's something I think you can never have too much of, but basically you're hoping Trey Murphy turns into a Cam Reddish and does what he can. Maybe with a better three-point shot and less scoring at the rim. I think that's kind of what you're hoping for there. So there's some overlap. Do you want to pay a guy like Cam Reddish $20 million when you think Trey Murphy can turn into that kind of player in a year or two? Maybe not. You want to use your assets and other things like that elsewhere. The other problem is I don't even know if they could actually go and get him before the trade deadline this year. Say you want to trade your first round pick next year. Technically, it's owed to the Charlotte Hornets, right? It's lottery protected for the Pels. So if the Pelicans don't make the playoffs, they they keep it. So you could trade it, you know, at the draft. Uh, but I don't know. And I, I've been I sent an email to someone about this to try and see if I could figure it out if they could still trade the lottery protected portion of it and have that convert to seconds or something like that. So basically you'd be out your first round pick and some seconds or something like that. Maybe, maybe not, but I don't know if there's really a way for New Orleans to try and actually trade for him right now if it's going to take a pick to go out and get him. I am worried about paying a guy that's a little bit unproven that kind of money and you only have, say, part of a season to really try and evaluate him and it's not going to be with Zion out there. It's not necessarily going to be with Brandon Ingram out there either. But you are seeing this guy improve and if the Pelicans feel desperate to do something like this, at least rather it be a younger player, I think, with a lot of upside versus... A guy that, you know, Garrett Temple, Tomas Sadoransky, uh, you know, since that's what they traded Lonzo Ball for. At least something that looks a little bit better than that. You know, I, I think, again, I'm torn, right? This is why I'm asking you. I'm really curious what you all have to say about this. Is this a guy that you think the Pelicans should target? Would you feel comfortable trading, say, the 8th or the 10th pick in this upcoming draft for him? I, I'm not so certain. If you think Brandon Ingram is going to be coming back sooner rather than later, like, I could see it happening. You know, and just adding some insurance, you know, and when Zion comes back, Zion comes back whenever that might be. Hopefully the injections in his knee or in his knee and his foot are going well. But it adds some depth. It's a guy that could really take on more of a starting role, but there's cheaper ways to go get a guy who can get it, get a bucket, right? Karis LeVert can do that. You could probably have him for second round picks with the Indiana Pacers potentially. So there's an option there. And then I think tomorrow after the recap of the game, depending on how it goes, either tomorrow or Thursday, we're going to talk about Marcus Smart and is he available from the Boston Celtics? So those are things to kind of keep in mind. The opportunity cost is there too. If you could get Cam Reddish or Marcus Smart, which one would you choose? Save that answer for later in the week when we talk about it here over at the Locked On Pelicans podcast. All right, coming up next, COVID. One, who's on the Pelicans right now? And two, there's going to be some impacts in the NBA that I think... Uh, we'll talk about it coming up, and I'll explain what I mean. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs, and you got NBA games basically every single night. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the updated website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your free money right there whether it's basketball football nhl boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season under on qb yards for the saints maybe is a good one to pick 
Bet online, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline.ag, BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Really helps keep this free in five days a week for you all. There's literally nothing else like that in writing or, you know, anywhere. So subscribe, support Locked On Pelicans in any way that you can. So we just talked about Cam Reddish again. Question of the day, right? Would you or would you not trade for Cam Reddish? I think it's... I'm not sure. Like I said, I'm I'm really, really not sure if I would make a move for him or not. I can see the reasons for it. I can see the reasons against it. I'm really curious what you all think. So COVID, right? It's kind of just all over in the NBA right now uh, to the point where the Pelicans were trying to sign Anthony Tolliver on a 10-day hardship exception, but he tested positive before he even made it to the team and they voided his contract. So they just signed Farron Hunt, local New Orleanian, uh, from the Texas Legends to a 10-day hardship deal. It's like who, who's playing, who isn't. You know, I'm confused about a lot of the names coming into the league. I looked at and watched some of these games. And I have no idea who some of these players are. It's just part of the NBA right now. And something that every team is kind of dealing with, right? The Oklahoma City Thunder, who just beat New Orleans the other day, had two guys test positive. That's a concern because you've got to wonder if that means New Orleans is going to be dealing with this. Jose Alvarado is also out now with it. You have Nikhil in health and safety protocols, Najee Marshall. It's a lot, right? Every team is dealing with this. And so this is something that doesn't look like it's going to go away till probably February, March, this Omicron wave of COVID that's going to keep players out. And look, they're going to reduce the isolation and quarantine period to five days, it sounds like, but you're still going to have players missing games. So does that mean the trade market gets depressed and quieted? If you're the Atlanta Hawks, and this is Cam Reddish as an example, right? They're, they've dealt with some COVID issues. Would you just not trade Cam Reddish knowing that you're probably going to lose a player or two later on due to COVID and you'd rather have just good players on your roster and maybe you just won't trade them away and it means you'll just figure it out with him at the end of the season rather than trying to make like a presumptive move and get out ahead of something? I really think it might, right? Like there's teams that want players, but there's teams that don't want to give up guys if they're trying to win some games, I think. You know, maybe as we get towards February and the teams that are in playoff contention versus teams that aren't have separated themselves a little bit more. So you'll see some more players, uh, teams being like, yeah, we can trade this guy. Who cares? We're trying to lose games, kind of. But we're not there yet. And if some of the playoff race remains close, again, playing tournament is working in this regards, I think. I wonder if it could mean we'll see a less active trade market because of that, because teams just don't want to risk giving up a good player, get picks in return, and then have some of their other players go out with COVID and not have that other good player that you just traded away. And so, you know, I I don't think it's going to happen to that big of a degree because, again, I think you'll start to see some separation between teams that are in there and teams that aren't, and those teams that aren't won't really care who they're playing potentially. But that's not always how it works. And if things kind of stay close for the playing tournament in the East and West, maybe it means you're going to see fewer sellers because they're worried about missing a key piece down the stretch so you may as well have that guy on your team and I think that that is reasonable and so I wonder if you'll even see a guy like Cam Reddish uh, you know traded when 
they know they're going to kind of need that type of depth. Depth becomes so much more important otherwise. So I wonder if it's going to impact the NBA beyond what we're seeing right now when it comes to the trade market. And I wouldn't be shocked if it does. So there you go. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Again, let me know in the comments on YouTube. Would you trade or would you not trade for Cam Reddish? As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Enjoy the game tonight. Final game of 2021 for the Pelicans. As always, I'll be back with you tomorrow.